The podcast that you are about to enjoy is part of the Low Tree Studios Podcast Network. To enjoy more great podcasts like this one, visit LowTreeStudios.com. Hello, Weekly Dosers, and welcome in to the Weekly Dose, part of the Low Tree Studios Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason Galbraith. It's Friday, April 24th. You know what time it is. It's time to start your weekend. With some random goodness, happy Friday, everybody. I don't know when you listen. I don't. But happy Friday anyway. I'm glad to be here. Just got my hair cut. Feeling good about that. Having to wear a hat. Was looking homeless for a little while there. Luckily, my haircut lady, now some of you don't approve, I'm sure. You just want to go into this COVID-19 thing looking homeless. Uh, but I'm lucky enough that my my the lady who does my hair, her name is Bianca. The lady who does my hair, she's still remaining open and uh, very happy for that. So back to getting my hair cut. Don't have to wear a hat anymore. Life is amazing. And now it's time for some random goodness. With more people staying at home, communicating through digital channels, and aiming to maintain at least six feet of distance from others at all times, fresh breath, fresh breath has declined in importance. Hmm. A new report says gum and mint sales are down around 40% since the start of the pandemic. Are you a gum person? I'm not. I'm not. I never have been. Mint and all that stuff, just don't like it. You know what I like? A good old brush my teeth and don't eat stuff that makes my breath stink. And also take care of my teeth so I don't have stinky breath. All those mints, come on, get them out of your mouth. And gum, are you one of those? If you chew gum, you just throw it wherever. That's not cool. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that to the sidewalks and the, and the, and the sand, the beach sand. Next thing, the post-it note is marking its 35th anniversary this month. The little yellow square of paper that changed lives was actually the product of an engineering mistake by 3M scientists who accidentally stumbled upon an adhesive like none other that could stick and be repositioned on just about any surface. How about that? The three by three inch pad also uh, has also evolved over time and now comes from comes in various sizes, shapes and colors. There's even one that's kind of industrial sized, right? You can put it. It's for outdoor use. If you need to post post it note something outdoors, it's waterproof and it, and it stays on there. So there you go. That's that. More than 50% of people in a survey have said they prefer a kiss and cuddle to sex. In a relationship? That doesn't sound fun. The survey cl claims sex comes after commitment, companionship, and humor in a successful relationship. It comes after those. Surprisingly, it is men who are more happy, uh, more than happy to smooch on a sofa rather than romp in the bedroom. Am I, I don't think I'm a, I'm certain, I don't think, I'm certain I'm not a smooch on the sofa kind of guy. I certainly enjoy hanging out with my significant other, who you know, Mindy, uh, on the sofa. I enjoy that. Uh, but definitely more important than, than sex. In my case, not the case. In my case, not the case. Research shows that if we hold a hug 
Speaking of hugging, if we hold a hug for at least six seconds, we optimize the flow of mood-boosting chemicals. According to studies, a family member is 47% more likely to feel close to a another family member who often expresses affection than to one who rarely does. Ooh. Also, frequent huggers have lower blood pressure and higher levels of oxytocin, the chemical that promotes bonding. We have a chemical that promotes bonding in our body. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm a hugger. Love hugging. Love to hug it out. Let's hug it out. So if, if I was going to go with the, you know, what's more important, sex or cuddling, uh, and then we flip that and we go, what's more important, hugging or kissing? I prefer hugging over kissing. I like kissing. I do. But see, kissing leads to sex for me. <clears throat> I don't know what it's like for other people, dudes, uh, ladies, but I like hugging. I like hugging. Long hugs. I'm a hugger. You know, that's why this whole COVID-19 thing is, is frustrating for me as a hugger. If you're a hugger, I'm sure you feel the same way. You just can't hug anymore. Please don't make that go away. Please, everybody, if you're a hugger, don't be so afraid to have a hug. Okay? Don't be so afraid to have a hug. What do you wish your spouse would get rid of? What do you wish your spouse would get rid of? Uh, what's the thing your spouse owns you wish he or she would get rid of? An old shirt, a favorite chair, some old slippers. Here is what people are saying. Here's what they're saying. Uh, one person says, and it's a lady, obviously. Well, it could be. It could. It doesn't have to be a lady. It doesn't have to be. Uh, my husband has an ugly green shirt that is faded and falling apart. I am thinking of just throwing it out and telling him it fell apart in the laundry. Yeah, I wouldn't care. Throw it out. You know what does? What I don't know. Well, I don't see. I don't have anything that I'm such, that's such a favorite to me, especially when it comes to an article of clothing that'd be like, mm, dang it, you threw that out. I, I probably would go, I wonder where that really cool blue sh shirt is that I like, right? But then again, I also don't wear uh, sh clothing that's like so repulsive and worn out and disgusting that Mindy's like, eh, I'm going to secretly make that disappear. Next thing, uh, some, uh, someone said his boat, it's a money pit. Yeah, if it's a money pit, that's, that's something you want them to get rid of. Uh, his tons of pictures of an old girlfriend? Wait a minute. No. And are they on the readily available? All right, I have some pictures of my old girlfriend uh, of 25-some years ago. And... Uh, but I can't, I, I'd have to f climb through dusty boxes to try to find them. They're not on the ready. They're not just readily available like that. His recliner, it's a spring poking out. Uh, it's got a spring poking out of the back, and it doesn't match the rest of the furniture. Yeah, get rid of that nasty thing. Throw that out. You know what you do? This is what you do. Uh, I don't know if it's the same everywhere, but it definitely is the same here in Los Angeles County. Just throw it out in the front yard. Someone will pick it up. His neighbor across the street put some shelving out on there, out in their front, in the front of their house. And last night or we see some cars out front. We're like, what's going on? Cause we, you know, we're looking at what's going on out there. And, uh, someone loading up them shelves. In fact, uh, we have two pieces of furniture in our backyard that are now backyard furniture that a neighbor threw out in his front yard. And, and Mindy's like, we got to get those. we got to get those. And I'm like, I'm not getting those. We got them. They're ours. They're in our backyard now. 
they're kind of cool. They're custom couches. They, they match, you know, our house, but they're not very comfortable. Just not very comfortable. Uh, next thing, all her Cardinals gear. I would not be sad if uh, at all if something mysteriously happened to it all. Another one, nothing now. We moved his Harley Davidson lamps, which didn't work, mysteriously disappeared. Mysteriously disappeared. By the way, there's only one perspective uh, where a girl needs to get rid of something so far. It's all guys need to get rid of something. Assuming we're talking about traditional marriages, uh, nothing, nothing traditional anymore. You know, men and men and men marry each other. Women and women marry each other. That's now part of uh, a traditional. But commonly, you know, over the past years, it's been men and women. And you know, in my case, I'm married to a woman, and it's like the ladies are just kind of picking on the dudes. Get rid of your crap. I don't want it in my house. It's kind of messed up, right? Don't you think? Uh, the next one is the used car lot that's out in my driveway. One more fixer-upper and the city is going to go nuts. That doesn't, they don't point out gender there, but I, I sounds like it's, uh, uh, you know, a guy with a bunch of cars in the driveway and the wife's not happy about it. That's what it sounds like. All right, I got the top board games people are buying on Amazon. A lot of people are buying board games online as they try to find ways to pass the time while staying safe at home amid the coronavirus pandemic. Here are the top board games being purchased. This is a list from 10 to 1. See if you like these games. Number 10 is Scrabble, the word creation classic. Guess who? I don't have these two so far. Guess who? This uh, this is a two-player game where opponents attempt to guess which character out of 24 possibilities uh, their opponent has picked. It doesn't sound fun. Uh, next one is Catan. Catan, the board game, a civilization building game, is for three players, three to four players. Battleship is number seven. Battleship with planes, the classic head-to-head -head strategy game, has a little twist as it features airplanes in addition to ships. Number six is Zingo. Zingo, the twist on bingo is geared for the little ones in your family who can't read yet or just started to read. Uh, the next one is Sequence. I ha we have that one. We play that one. This game this is a game of strategy. It's all about getting five in a row. And you, uh, you can play one-on-one -on -one or you can play in teams, which is fun as well. My favorite game, and it's on here. Thank you. We've been playing that game a lot lately. Totally dig it. It's called Code Names. Teams compete to see who can make contact with all of their agents first. Love that game. Definitely recommend it. Definitely uh, check it out. It's very fun. Uh, you can play. It's got, you got to have at least four players, so that makes it even more fun. But you can play with lots of people on one team. You got one person uh, giving hints, and then the rest of the team can try to guess. It's really, really fun. And then there's number three is Monopoly. No explanation there. We know what Monopoly is. Number two is Sorry. Each player gets four pawns to move around the board. And number one, the number one game that people are buying on Amazon right now is Connect Four. Choose which color discs you want, gold or red, then drop them uh, one at a time into the grid, alternating with your opponent. That sounds fun. I've, I've played that. Don't have it, but I, I've played it. I would get that one. That's a that's a one-on-one -on -one kind of thing. You can just have some fun there, uh, like just bored at home. Uh, the first player to get four discs in a row wins. Yay. That's exciting and fun. All right, I got things you didn't know about swear words. 
according to the uh, to the book, a brief history of swearing. I think I got how many how many things do I have here? About five different things that you didn't know about swear words. The average person swears quite a bit. About point seven percent of the words a person uses in the course of a day are swear words. That's not that much. Point seven. That's really not that much, which may not sound significant, except we use uh, first-person plural nouns, words like we, our, and ourselves at about the same rate. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, the typical range goes from zero to about 3%. Okay, that makes sense. So it is, it is a little bit more. Kids often learn a four-letter word before they learn the alphabet. Timothy J., a psychology professor at the Massachusetts College of Liber Liberal Arts, charted a rise in the use of swear words by children, even toddlers. Uh, by the age two, most children know at least one swear word by the age of two. That's all about your parents right there. Uh, some of today's most popular swear words have been around for more than a thousand years. The S word is found in Anglo-Saxon text. Which S word? Is there only one? I think there's only one. Swearing can uh, physiologically affect your body. Hearing and saying swear words changes your skin conduct. Con Ooh, tough word here. Your skin conductance. Wow. Your skin conductance response, making uh, our palms sweat. I think my palms are sweaty now, but that's because it's hot. It's warm outside. I sweat a little when I podcast too. Ooh, <laughs> not right now so much, but a little bit in the palms, but I'm not cussing. I don't cuss on this podcast. One study also found that swearing helps alleviate pain, that if you put your hand in a bucket of cold water, you can keep it in there longer if you say the S word. And that's not shoot, all right? It's the S word. The only one, apparently, the only S swear word. People don't use cuss words just because they have lazy minds. Author Melissa Moore says expletives are the best words that you can that you can use to insult people because they are much better than other words at getting a uh, at getting at people's emotions. Swear words are also the best words to use if you hit your finger with a hammer because they are cathartic helping people deal with emotion as well as pain. How cool, huh? How how cool. People say they're not they're useless. Use better words, but apparently they're useful. Not useless. They're useful. They're full of use. Uh, and studies have shown that people uh they help people bond, like blue-collar workers who use taboo terms to build in group solidarity against management. Um funny thing about swear words, uh, I I use them not on this podcast, but I use them. But I think it's like anything else, right? I'll give you an example. I'll give you a for instance. For, for instance, if you're a guitar player, let's say you're a guitar player, right? And you're just, you're good at it and you write some good riffs. Uh, but if you're soloing all the time, you know, like that annoying, uh, annoying, <laughs> annoying Van Halen-like solo and you did that the whole entire song, uh, and, but it all, and the song also has a vocalist. You're competing now with the vocalist, and it just isn't going to be great, right? So if you're swearing all the time, I, don't those swear words lose their value? You know, like a drummer who's playing a good groove, and then maybe he does a little a little fill in there uh, to 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 signify a transition in the song, right? Uh, if you're doing that fills all the time, 
aren't they don't they lose their value and their fun and their pizzazz? I think that's the same thing with swear words. If you do it so much, it's just like it's it has no more power. It's just like a regular word. It's like poo, pee, uh, neti pot. I don't know why I came up with that. Toothbrush. It's there's no value in it. There's still value in toothbrush though. We don't use that one that much. All right, let's move on. We have new information to report. This is wacky news, okay? It's wacky but true news. I do the same thing on the on the Jason Mini podcast. I'm not original here. I don't do much different. Really, the only thing different on this podcast is Mindy's not here to talk to me. I just have you guys. That's it. Just you. And I hear your voices. I hear them. All right, here we go. Uh, in Scotland, a farmer hopped out of his tractor. Oh, boy. To wrangle up a rogue lamb. Meh. Uh, in his absence, a sheepdog hopped onto the tractor uh, and into the passenger seat and by leaning on the dashboard dashboard control panel, managed to send the tractor down a hill onto a road. No one was injured. You know, stay in your lane, dog. You're already helping herd the sheep and do your business there, right? Don't get, don't try to be the farmer. Crikey. Is that crikey? No, that's more Australian, right? Crikey. I was trying to go for the Scot Scottish accent. If it's not Scottish, it's crap. That's not good. Trust me, I know it isn't. Uh, I'll just stick with my regular Californian accent. <laughs> it's working for me. Numerous prisoners escaped from a high-security prison in Pakistan by using their turbans as robes. So smart. So smart. Uh, the men busted through a bathroom window in the hospital wing of the prison, then crawled down the window, unplugging an electric security fence, and unrolled their turbans, tossing them over the prison's exterior wall and climbing up the lengths of cloth. Rapunzel style. Rapunzel style. Uh, two Norwegians thought they had the perfect escape vehicle for their heist, a rowboat. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Narrowly, 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 life is but a dream. Right? They overlooked one thing, neither, neither knew how to row a boat. The men were trying to rob a larger boat. When the alarm alerted crew members, they quickly arrived and saw the two men trying to flee. In a small boat, their paddling attempts were hopeless. A witness said each man was on an oar, and they were rowing in opposite directions. The crew of the larger boat gave chase, though it didn't take long to catch the crooks since they were rowing in a circle. <sighs> wow. That sounds cool. Uh, Mandy and I did that rowboat one time, kayaking. And you have to steer from the back. We did not know this. So I was trying to steer from the front and we were doing this in the ocean and we just kept going further and further and further out into the ocean. And it scared the poop out of Mindy, especially when a little seal started popping its head up to see what was going on. And she was freaking out. It wasn't great. A half naked woman in Southern California lost it and destroyed at least 100 plates at a Denny's restaurant that, ooh, topless. She was topless. The topless woman 
was grabbing plates uh, late Thursday morning and smashing them on the ground. Police showed up while she was still in the middle of her plate-destroying riot and eventually controlled the situation and detained the woman. Police later said uh, they'd gotten a call about a woman at a bus stop taking her clothes off and arguing with people before making her way into the Denny's. Of course, the Denny's is near the bus stop where she took her clothes off. Police believe she was under the influence of something. Maybe she was under the influence of show my titties. Don't people get under that influence on spring break? Right? I mean, isn't that what spring breaks all all about? Flashing under the influence of show my titties. Uh, I don't cuss on this podcast, but maybe that wasn't appropriate for some younger audiences. Right? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it is though. It's time. Maybe it's time to have that talk. Maybe your 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 son or your daughter's listening now. Like, what is he saying when he says "show my titties"? Maybe it's time to have that talk. Maybe you haven't yet. I didn't really get that talk. I've done all right, but I still it would have been nice to have that talk. The birds and the bees talk. Maybe it's time. Okay. Maybe if they're if they're listening to this, maybe it's time. A property manager called the Salt Lake City, Utah police to report one of his residents had stolen a golf cart. Officers located the man in the stolen cart covered in blood. Ooh, uh, he told police he had been in a fight with the Terminator and killed him. I wonder if he was under the influence too. Were his titties out? According to a doctor who treated the man, he was under the influence. <laughs> it's right there. I didn't, I didn't know. He was under the influence of drugs. Not the same ones as the lady in the Denny's, though. He was, he was under the influence of the Terminator. Uh, I killed the Terminator. She was under the influence of uh, pull my titties out. He was under the influence of b- blood on the card. I killed the Terminator. Different drugs. Totally different drugs. Different people, right? Has different influences on them. <sighs> Let's move on to the water cooler question. It's this. Oh, did I say this one already? Oh, no. Did I not update this? I don't think I did. I'll get another one for you right now. There's, another, there's something else I want to get as, as well uh, because, and I didn't pull it in here before I started the podcast, but I think I can do it re- relatively quickly. Uh, we have a new podcast that joined the Low Tree Studios Podcast Network as of today. So I wanted to play their promo. And as I was preparing, I've got pickleball in like 20 minutes. So I was trying to get one in here uh, and I had it all set up, uh, but I didn't get the chance to pull their promo in. So I'm going to I'm gonna do that as well. But to, let's do the water cooler question. What do you think? Huh? You like those, don't you? They're fun. Why do I call them the water cooler question? I have no idea. I really don't, but I think it's a fun name. I really do. Here it is. This happens 100,000 times each day in the U.S. Ooh, 100,000 times each day in the U.S. What do you think it could be? It's people getting speeding tickets. That's a lot. That's a lot of going fast. That's a lot of regulation by our government as well. Don't you think? I think so. All right, so now I'm going to look for this, uh, this, this, this promo from uh, our folks. It's right here. This is a, a great podcast. It's Weird, Wacky, and Wonderful. 
stories, all kinds of really cool stuff. They have guests. It's a guest-orientated podcast, and we dig them. We love what they do. We don't want to change what they do. We think it's amazing, and so we're really excited that they're part of our network, and I'm going to download their thing, and it might start playing. Hey, everybody. It's Shelly here from the Weird, Wacky, and Wonderful Stories podcast. And if you're not familiar with the show, here's a little flavor of what we do. We've spoken to ex-MUFON investigator Marie D. Jones. The most compelling cases were when the abduction phenomenon began. The British UFO researcher, Paul Sinclair. It looked like its ribcage had been exploded from the inside. We hear from doctors like Dr Penny Satori on near-death experiences. What he reported was very accurate. First of all, he reported which doctor had examined him, although he hadn't seen that doctor. We get to chat with the top authors in the field of the paranormal and ghosts, like Ruth Roper Wilde. Still spinning, it moved to the edge of the worktop and flew across the kitchen. And the ghost man himself, Mark Rees. The police turn up and arrest the man for beating up a ghost after all of this. <laughs> and sometimes it's just us. Smoke was blown up the rectum by inserting a tube. This tube was connected to a fumigator and a bellows. Which... Bellows! <laughs> <laughs> it's just not inflating that's like them. fire. Is that, is that yeah, that's it, fire yeah. bellows, yeah. <laughs> I reckon yeah. that in Scotland they, they probably use bagpipes. <laughs> 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 okay. So if you're in the mood for some weird, wacky and wonderful, join me, Shelley, and my wife, Bella, on our show, the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast, available on all your favourite podcast apps or via our website, which is www.weirdwackywonderful.com. .co.uk. So that's Shelly and Bella. They are a married couple and they produce quality podcast. They are now part of Low Tree Studios. Give them a round of applause. Is it a round if it's just one person? How can it be round? <laughs> that's dumb. Um, anyway, they're part of our network. They are going to be added to the website tomorrow, maybe tonight. We'll see. Uh, like I said, uh, I don't know if I'm going to have time to release this podcast before I play pickleball in about 20 minutes, as I said. Um, but if I have time to do that, I'll also add them to the website. So I encourage you guys to go and check them out. They'll be uh, up there with all their, their social media and all the stuff that they do. Our website's pretty sweet. And if, and if you want, you know, instead of waiting, instead of finding them on your favorite podcatcher, just listen right there, right on the website. It's pretty cool. So check them out. All right, let's get into the deep thought of the day uh, or of the podcast, I should say. It is this. Uh, if you aren't making somebody feel good, what are you making them feel? So, you know, I pick these sort of randomly and I, I do it for a, a purpose because I like to have uh, a reaction right here. And this one I do and don't agree with. Uh, I agree with it in this regard that you, you're responsible for the energy that you put out into the world. And I think that's what this is trying to say. You're responsible for the energy you put out into the world, but also you're responsible for the way you react to the world that you live in, right? No one can make you feel a certain way, right? E even if they say it and you're thinking it right now, now I may make you happy and entertain, I may entertain you with this podcast, but you can choose to go, this guy's an idiot and I don't want to listen to him. And you know that's true, right? Because if this podcast made everybody happy, I would have a million downloads. Well, first of all, they'd have to find it. Uh, but honestly, I would have a million downloads if, if everybody loved everything. You know what I'm saying? 
people have their own choices and their own preferences and, and you can't make someone feel happy if they don't want to feel happy. Have you ever tried to make someone feel happy that was depressed? Really hard to do. You just have to let them work through it. So I agree with this in one instance. Uh, if you're, if you aren't making somebody feel good, what are you making them feel? I agree that we should be responsible for the energy that we put out into the world, but don't be disappointed if it's not well received, because people have their own choice to make when they receive that information. Did that make sense? I thought it did. I thought that was fun. That was good stuff. Uh, all right, this has been a Low Tree Studios production right here out of our home studio where we produce a ton of podcasts, lots of them. Uh, we honestly podcast every single day. It is what we do, and we love it. And if you're thinking of starting a podcast, right here, me, this guy, right in front of you, I can help. I can help. Uh, I've done quite a few podcasts. Visit the podcast page, or start a podcast page, I should say, on our website, LowTreeStudios.com, and start sharing your story today. Reach out to me. I can help you get started. I can give you the recommendations that you'll need to make a podcast happen. I can do that, and uh, you'll see the pricing for it pretty fun. I know uh, if you're like me, you have a voice, you have something you want to do, but you just don't know how to do it. I'm the guy. And you also check out our growing network of podcasts right out of Low Tree Studios. And that's it. That's it for this week's show. You lovely people have an amazing weekend and take care of your fellow travelers on planet earth. I'll be back next Friday with more weekly goodness. Cheers. Cheers.